coming up on the Always 100 podcast, NFL Week 2 recap in 20 minutes or less. An amazing, amazing week for great reasons and a lot of bad reasons. So we're going to get into it. Always 100 podcast coming up next. Another fantastic week of NFL football is in the books, and we are live on Audacity today, solo show for the Always 100 podcast, and this is every single week, at least for this football season. We're going to try it out. It's an NFL weekly recap in 20 minutes or less, so enough time yakking on. Let's let's get right to it. Uh, biggest takeaways uh, every week, in my own words, from my own point of view, uh, for each NFL week, for week two. But on the list today, in no particular order, we're going to talk about the Chiefs. We're going to talk about Big Ben. We're going to talk about the 2-0 teams. We're going to talk about um, Dallas, obviously. And we're also going to talk about uh, Cam versus Russ in Seattle coming down to the final play because that's what the Seahawks and the Patriots do. They come down to the final flipping play every single time. So we'll get to all that. But beforehand, um, you're listening to the Always 100 Podcast. Find the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, the show page on Anchor FM under the name Always 100 Podcast, where you will find this show uh, in, a, in a few hours here. Uh, so go check it out. Listen, like, subscribe. And uh, stay up to date uh, for each show coming up this football season and beyond. All right, so with all the pleasantries out the way, week two had a lot of great games, a lot of great football. Like I said, Dallas, amazing comeback. Um, But we're going to start with the injuries. My goodness, the injuries. This is why you have preseason. I figured it out. This is the sole purpose of what the preseason's for. For people not to snap their ACL or maybe get into condition. I've never seen anything like this before in my life. I've never seen this. I mean, I was at work... Working to one thirty, okay, and I get NFL NFL notifications all over the place, and I'm like, you know, and I got mom, mom's back here, you know, doing work. Hi, mom, but um, yeah, she was, you know, uh, sitting up here sending me notifications like, yeah, Saquon got carted off the field. Wait, Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa carted off the field, and it's like, huh. 
oh, that's, that's not great. And then it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, it's not even like, it's not even like it's a small injury either. It's like ACL here, ACL there, ACL there. I mean, there was like nine or ten of them. I mean, it was, it was it was getting to the point where it was so ridiculous, it was hard to keep track. So the 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 injuries were my number one takeaway and a speedy recovery to all with season-ending injuries and even those who are not, you know, including guys like um, De- Devontae Adams who has a hamstring, Jimmy G, Drew Locke. I mean, the list went on and on and on and on and on with the injuries. It was it it, it was it was getting too hard to keep it, it really bad. Oh, and also uh, MetLife Stadium, get it together because the 49ers are like, bro, we got to play on this turf two weeks in a row, and four of our players, key players on a championship ready team, two of them are out for the year with the same injury. Raheem Mostert, who knows what's going on with this dude? I don't know. Is he, he? He's unlikely to play. He's not out for the season. At least we don't know yet. But th- this is really not good if you're the New York Giants and, and MetLife Stadium. Because, you know, the 49ers are not the only team that is going to come there. The Giants play on that field. The Jets play on that field. You know, you got all, all the other teams that are supposed to be coming here. They see this. So get it together. Like, the, the, these turf, this turf is now being synonymous with snapping people's knees. That, 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 you know, it's not great, MetLife Stadium. Not great for the injuries. It's one of the worst injury weeks I've ever seen watching football. And I've been watching football and playing football for, what, 15, 16 years. So, I've been around the game a long time. I've never seen anything like it. Now, on the field... We start with the Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons, which was the absolute wildest game of the entire year. So far, it was the wildest game I've ever, I've seen in a very long time. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have given me a couple of those in the last five years with uh, one specific Super Bowl that I keep referring to on this show. Um, my now favorite Super Bowl ever uh, was Super Bowl Forty Nine, which we'll, we'll get to another team that almost choked away a big lead. Um, they, they play in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, but Dallas and Atlanta was unbelievable. I mean, look, the Cowboys were down 20 to nothing. They didn't come out to play. The injuries, I mean, they're they're a walking hospital. Like, I, I didn't know half the people on the Cowboys' offensive line. Yet they, they, had two, they had two tackles, didn't know they were any good at all. So, so they, that was their issue. And now – you, you had the Falcons, who – Calvin Ridley's a really good player. He really, really is. I like him a lot. So, for him to do what he did is not surprising to me, especially when you have the Cowboys defense, which wasn't very good to begin with, and then you have all the injuries, and that that it, it's just – it was a match made in heaven for the for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, it just was. Julio Jones didn't do as much as I thought he did. Um, Todd Gurley was held in check, but Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. I mean, Matt Ryan threw four touchdowns. You scored thirty nine points, and then the this Falcons defense, which has been god awful for years, and it's getting worse. They did this. This team 
cannot play defense at all. Dan Quinn's got to go. This guy has been he, – he is there. He has overseen two of the biggest choke jobs in the history of football in the last 25 years or pretty much any, any time in the history of this league. I've never seen this before. You, you, you're up 29 to 10 at halftime. You're up 39 to 24, five minutes to go in the game. You commit no turnovers. You score 39 points, and you choke it away. Atlanta's never going to recover from this ever. That's not, not going to happen. They're, they're, uh, yeah, it, it's no. Atlanta, Atlanta's done. You, you, you don't come back for stuff like that. They, they might win six or seven games, but you, you choke away a game like this. You don't deserve to be trusted at all. So. Um, but but switching sides, I mean, the Cowboys finally won a close game, and let's be honest, if Jason Garrett was still the coach, they wouldn't have won. They wouldn't have won that game. So the coaching play calling is kind of questionable. Mike McCarthy need to get it together. I, I don't know what you're doing. Two two four two fake punts in your own territory. I mean, one of them, the guy just short on the pass, or that would have been a complete that that would have been a completion if the guy just didn't short on the pass. I don't I didn't. I didn't hate the first one. The second one, so 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 you so you decide to run right up the middle, and you think people are going to get fooled by that. I mean, you're an idiot. Don't 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 do that. At least, could you have Amari Cooper on the field? Could you have Michael Gallup on the field? Could you have CD on the field? Could you have Zeke on the field if you're going to do something like that on a fourth and five? Could could you do that? And that is a terrible play call. And the two point conversion, I didn't hate it, but that was a bad play call. Like. You know, Zeke is five yards in the backfield. He's getting a running start on a pitch, and he gets two yards. and gets It goes nowhere. But despite that, the Cowboys did win the ball game, and now they're on to Seattle. And luckily, even if they didn't win the ball game, they play in the NFC East, which is awful. It's, it's the worst division in football, and by, by a wide margin. It's it's really bad. Like, we're, we're, now, we're now to the point where the Redskins are going to be in second place. Okay, like, the, it, it's not it's not it's not a great division, but it's a big win because I could catapult them to be the team that we think that they can be. But they got to get healthy because at this rate, if they don't get healthy, forget about it. It's not it's not going to happen because you you can't be playing four stringers against Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes and think you going somewhere. You you, you ain't going anywhere. You're just not. So. Dallas needs to get healthy. Atlanta just needs to psychologically recover. Next on the docket, um, Big Ben. Hey, hey, Big Big Ben, 311 yards, two touchdowns. He's looking pretty good. Um, comeback player of the year looks pretty good for Ben right about now. The Steelers are 2-0. They got a ferocious defense. Even though Denver with Jeff Driscoll really made that game a lot closer than it had any business being, uh, but – Hey, Uncle Trevor called that, so give the guy his credit. The Steelers won. They're two and zero. They look like the third best team in the AFC. They might, and they might be the second, uh, because Kansas City didn't look that great either. But uh, Pittsburgh, very bullish on them. Think they're going to be fantastic, and they're off to a two and zero start. Kansas City, or for that matter, we're going to the Super Bowl champions. Well, they didn't look very good. They won, but. You know, Justin Herbert, if you don't throw that ball into triple coverage, I mean, that's your one mistake you made all day, but if you throw you throw the ball into triple coverage, uh, and, you know, that's what happens. You get picked off, 
He want he he should want that back, you know. But Harrison Bucker, they got one of the two best kickers in football. Kansas City does. Patrick Mahomes turned it on in the final five minutes. I mean, the guy's a supernova. I keep telling these people. I keep telling you all this. This guy's cra- it's he's insanely good. I mean, just calmly down the field, calmly throws a sixty-yard touchdown to Tyreek. Okay, like it was nothing. He just like flicked it. 60 yards, cross body, like, I don't know what you do with that. I, I I don't know. Now, I will say if the Chiefs decide to play a full half like they play the final seconds, hey, they're going to repeat because can't nobody see them. Can't, can't nobody see them, especially now with all the injuries in the NFC, and Baltimore's the only shot. And we'll see Monday night how they look because those two teams play Monday night football on ESPN, and I can't wait. It's going to be electrifying. But Justin Herbert is one of my big takeaways. This guy looked pretty good. Um, Anthony Lynn wants to go back to Tyrod for some reason. Um, I, I don't I don't think that's a great idea for the Chargers, especially in the AFC where seven teams make it. And if the Chargers start winning these close games at some point this year, they can make the playoffs because, you know, it, it's just one of those years with the AFC that there's three teams that are good. Maybe put New England and Tennessee in there, so that's five teams that are good. And, you know, the rest is just like a, a complete free-for-all out here. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think uh, we kind of know three of the best five teams in this conference, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Baltimore. Um, other 2-0 and teams that won, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, their defense hadn't shown up like I thought it would just yet, but uh, – it's not getting any easier for Buffalo as they face the Los Angeles Rams Sunday at 1 o'clock, but they beat the Miami Dolphins. And I said, look, Miami's trying to win. They just got unlucky a couple games this year. I think they'll be all right, but next year I think Miami will be good. Uh, Josh Allen passed for 417 and four touchdowns. This guy's been terrific the first, first two games. He really, really has. Um, he's trying to make amends for that playoff run, and that's good to see because uh, Bill's Mafia – a lot of Bills fans out here really want to see this guy succeed. So uh, hopefully he can continue it and uh, keep himself in the MVP consideration the entire season. Other 2-0 and teams on the docket that won, the Rams won. But really, what in the hell is going on in Philadelphia? Somebody in Philadelphia put an APB out for Carson Wentz. This guy's been terrible for two games. He's been awful. He really, really has. Some figure it out, Philadelphia. You, I, I, I you should be better than this. You, 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 you got to be better than this, right? Figure it out. No, I mean, sorry, just, just figure it out, Carson Wentz. You played terrible the, the two, in two games. Um, you know, but the Rams are looking good as well, so you got to give them their credit. Um, Cleveland picked up a win the other night against Cincinnati, but then again, I really like what I saw out of Joe Burrow. I like, I like this. Um, the Eagles should be on upset alert for the third, now for the second w- time in three weeks. The Eagles should be on upset alert because I think Joe Burrow might actually go up to Philadelphia and beat him. Especially if Carson Wentz is playing like that. The Eagles can't be trusted to beat anybody right now, but you'll find to find that pick out on Thursday night. Because I'm wavering a little bit on that. Because that Cincinnati offensive line is not very good at all. Seattle won. 
uh, the other night. Russell Wilson, five touchdown passes. Stephon Gilmore did not have a really good time against DK Metcalf, so much so that he was that, that DK and Stephon Gilmore had a fight on the sideline. And it was the entire Seattle team against Stephon Gilmore, the McCourty twins, and maybe another secondary member for the Patriots. Okay? Stephon and I have a good night. Russell Wilson threw five touchdowns. I mean, this this guy has been sensational all year. He's been sensational for his entire career. Russell Wilson is, in my book, the front runner to win league MVP honors. And, I mean, he's got nine touchdowns and 11 incomplete passes through two weeks. The guy is on another level. He really is sensational. Hopefully Seattle wins enough ball games to get this guy the MVP award. Um. Whew. What what else, what else did I see in week two? What else did I see? Oh, the Jets stink. That that that's that's another. The, the Jets and the Giants are awful. Uh that 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 that's a bit another big takeaway. Um, the the Jets gave up a third and thirty one. Uh, to 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 um Jarrett McKinnon, I'm pretty sure because Mostert was out by then. Um, Sam Darnold, I mean, he's all right. The Giants, I mean, hey, losing Saquon Barkley. No laughing matter, but let's be honest, the Giants stunk with him, so they're going to stink a lot more without him. Okay? They're, they're done. I'm crossing them off. Um, Arizona. Arizona. Hey, 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 Mom, don't you think Houston would like to have DeAndre Hopkins right about now? Because Kyler Murray's, Kyler Murray thanks Bill O'Brien for making the stupidest trade of the last 15 years to give up DeAndre Hopkins for a ham sandwich and David Johnson. Kyler, Kyler Murray is very glad that you did that because the Cardinals look like an actual formidable offense. They're playing in the toughest division in football. They're probably not going to win it. But if this keeps up, they're going to make the playoffs at the very least. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I, I really, really like what uh, Arizona is doing in the NFL. Um, and also one more thing: Tampa Bay gets their first win. Tom Brady gets their gets his first win as a Buck. He played okay. I thought he had a very lackluster second half. He's got to do better than that against better teams. They got Denver this Sunday at, at four twenty-five uh, in Denver, and Denver's got no offense. They really barely have a defense. So Tom should really have a good time uh, in Denver, a place that this guy has not done historically well in over his career and lastly Monday Night Football uh Drew Brees Drew Brees did not look that good man for the second week in a row he didn't look great I, I like Drew a lot I like the Saints a lot Drew Drew's got to be better but then again when you lose an all-pro receiver in Michael Thomas maybe that's how you look when you're 41 years old you can't really move and you lose your number one all-pro receiver so not not panicking just yet on the Saints, but part of that was how good the Raiders looked. The secondary can't stop anybody still. Their defense was okay, but they can run the ball. They're, they're like Dallas, the, the, the form that Dallas had a couple years ago. Great offensive line, can really run the football, got a couple receivers that can take the top off, and you get quality quarterbacking. Yeah, you're going to win a lot of games doing that. And Darren Waller. Darren Wall is going to be a problem, a big one. And he's playing my Patriots Sunday at 1 o'clock 
and I am a little bit nervous because this guy had 12 receptions for 103 yards and one touchdown, and uh, Russell Wilson was carving up that Patriots secondary like a turkey on Thanksgiving. Okay, so I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm just a little nervous. All right, so those are my week two uh, reactions in 20 minutes or a little over 20 minutes, but uh, Thursday's show, uh, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Chiefs Ravens highlight week three in the NFL. Tune in then. Find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your audio. And that includes Anchor FM, uh, where you can find the show. And until Thursday, uh, I'm Quinn McKenzie, the host of the Always 100 Podcast. And see you then for week three in the NFL. Peace.